Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Tabani, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we are talking with two very special guests, and we have with us Drew Seeley and Amy Paffrath from the film I Kissed a Vampire, plus we will be reviewing the new films Ice Age Continental Drift, The Amazing Spider-Man, and Big Fat Liar. So, like I said, we will start off the show, and we have two of the stars from I Kissed a Vampire, which is a rock musical, super fun, full of energy. The songs will get stuck in your head, I can guarantee, and it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray on July 10th, and we have with us Drew Seeley and Amy Pathrath. So, how are you guys doing today? Very well. How are you doing? I'm awesome. It's good to hear from you guys. We're doing really good. Awesome. So, Drew, let's start off with you. What was it like to play the vampire rocker Trey Sylvania, fun name, and how did you get into character? Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, well, usually I play the good guy, so it was so much fun to be able to play the villain, you know, the evil evil vampire, and uh, really putting on the, the costume and the clothes and, and, you know, putting the fangs in and spiking your hair up. That that is like eighty percent of the character. It's so it's so easy to slip into that, you know. I I even started talking different when I got into uh, into costume. You know, my my voice would get all kind of vampirish like this for no reason. Um, but uh, yeah, I forget the question now. But it was it was a lot of fun to shoot. And uh, Amy, anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amy, so you play one of the v- female vampires, Luna, who is also one of Trey's love interests, and you are engaged to Drew, who plays Trey in real life. So what was it like for you guys to work on set with each other for the movie? It was really fun to work together. Um, usually when we're filming, one of us has to go out of town for an extended period of time. So for us to be on the same set was actually a huge blessing. Um, it was a, a little bit challenging as well, though, because we're both kind of strong personalities and we both see things the way that we see them so we would butt heads a little bit but um it was a really great experience it was fun because normally we don't get to work together we get to sit in the background and watch the other one and vice versa so to be kind of mano a mano was was really fun Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think, in my opinion, that must have been so fun for you guys to work together. And it sounds like a nice change. So, Amy, what are your opinions on the DVD and Blu-ray of I Kissed a Vampire being released on July 10th? Um, I am thrilled that it's being released. This is my birthday month, so it feels like a birthday gift to me in a way. Um, Drew said earlier, we've been waiting almost two years for this to come out. So the fact that it's finally here and that everyone across the country gets to see it, we're just so excited because we worked really hard on this. And it's it's one of those things that a lot of us are friends. We're good friends with Lucas Grabeel and Adrian Slade. And even Drew's sister Katie is in it. And Lucas's sister Autumn is in it. So it was a big family affair. And this for us as a group to come out is just fun because we're all very supportive of one another. But in this project, we're all supporting the same project. So for it to finally come out, yeah, we're just thrilled to pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, happy birthday to you. And Thank yeah, you. It, it definitely showed that you guys worked so hard on this film because it was so full of energy. And like I was saying before the show started, my little brother who's eight, this is like his new favorite movie. He absolutely adores the film. And I think all fans of all ages will love to just get up and dance to it and sing along. So, Drew, you've written several songs for some Disney movies, and you have an amazing voice that definitely shows in the film. So how long have you been singing? Thank you, Raven. Uh, I've been singing since probably uh, first year of high school. You know, I was I was in a band with a couple of friends back then and got into, you know, high school choir, chorus. And uh, I've just been singing nonstop since then, you know, different styles and everything. But, uh, you know, I love acting, but I love music just as much. So I try to do projects where I can take advantage of both. And this this soundtrack, I think, is um, one of the strongest parts of the film. That's that's what really drew me to it and why I wanted to do it because uh, they played me some of their um, their demos, like some of the music before I even signed on and I thought it was really catchy and fun and something that kids could learn and sing along with and have a good time. So, uh, you know, if you see the film, awesome. If, if you just get a chance to check out the music on iTunes, awesome too. You know, whatever uh, floats your boat. Absolutely. And the songs in this movie are so catchy and they're so awesome. And I've listened to some of your other music that you've done outside of the film. And like I said, you have a fantastic voice and an amazing range. And I really think that you did a really good job in this film and the entire cast did. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network, and I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are talking with two very special guests, Drew Seeley and Amy Paffrath from I Kissed a Vampire, plus we will be reviewing the new films Ice Age, Continental Drift, The Amazing Spider-Man, and Big Fat Liar. So right now we have with us Drew and Amy from I Kissed a Vampire, and we're just talking a little bit about their experience on the film. So, Drew, you were on the High School Musical tour with some of the cast, and in the film I Kissed a Vampire, you got to work with High School Musical's Lucas again. So what was that like to work with him on a different project? It was so much fun. We're friends in real life, uh, you know, outside of this. So um, I was signed on to the project first, actually, and uh, they were trying to wonder who, uh, who, who, who would be a good Dylan. And I think I put Lucas's name in the hat or at least reached out to him about it. Um, when he came on, you know, we had like our main cast together with him and Adrian and I, and then Amy got involved and my sister and, uh, just came together really fast, but he's a real, real cool dude. Um, I don't know if you've seen switched at birth, but that's the show he's on, on ABC family channel right now. I think it's great. I think he does Mm -hmm. a really good job. So it was, it was awesome. I'm a fan and a friend of his, so it was really cool to work with him. 
And like Amy was saying before, you know, working with the whole cast was sort of like a family affair. So this question's for both of you. What was your overall opinion of working with, you know, the whole cast and crew? Well, we hang out with them on a regular basis. So to be paid and to be able to be creative with one another was just like, you know, putting the cherry on top of a Sunday. It was just one of those things where we were going to be hanging out anyway. So this was a way for us all to put our talents together and, you know, share the screen. So it was a blessing. Drew? Yeah, it's not every day you get to dress up like a vampire and dance around. So it was definitely not a typical couple of weeks. Um, but it was something I would love to do again, you know. I envy all those Twilight people who get to spend months, you know, roaming around the forest, you know, looking like that. Because two weeks was... Uh, I got a little taste of it. Maybe we'll get a sequel and we'll get to spend yeah. another couple of weeks doing it. I kissed it. a vampire too, anyone? <laughs> well, I think all the fans would absolutely love to see a sequel. I, for one, would. So no, I, I want don't... to see, see your brother uh, post a, a YouTube video of him singing some of the songs from the movie. <laughs> oh, I think that would be awesome. As long as you guys watched it, I think he'd be thrilled to do that because his favorite well, character was Trey. And, uh -huh. you know, he was like, he was like, I want my hair to be like that guy. I want my hair to be like that guy. And my brother actually used to have like really long hair and he just went and got it cut. And it's like exactly like yours now. So, I mean, you have That's a little bit scary. of a fan right there. Uh, you started a trend. It's like right. the Bieber haircut. <laughs> so, Drew, what was your favorite musical number or scene to work on in the film? Ooh, that's hard. That's really hard. Um, I like Welcome to the Underworld a lot mm. because I got to wear that crazy slash looking um top hat and it's the very first number it got cut down a little bit in the final edit but uh it's the very first number in in the movie it kind of opens and sets the scene for the whole story and i play like this evil ringmaster kind of pulling you into what's about to happen um so that was probably my favorite one uh it was also fun to record uh, my duet with my lovely evil uh love amy here who played luna dark um and that was called i'd kill for you and we got to dress up like 1960s, uh, like a couple in a white picket fence house, you know, with my hair all slicked back and plaid pants and everything. And that was that was a lot of fun. That sounds really fun. So, Amy, what's your favorite uh, scene or musical number that you got to work on in the film? Man, well, you know what? They each were fun for different reasons. But I would say my ultimate favorite had to be Shiny New Vampire because it's like the, the girl anthem. It's all of us girls. There's no boys. Well, Drew's in it, but he's singing from the poster. So he's kind of there, but he wasn't there when we were filming it. And it just kind of is our, like, girls just want to have fun routine. And the the scenes, the sets were really cool. They had, like, pink and purple walls. And we give Adrian a makeover in the scene. So I just loved it because it was just all of us girls playing around and having fun and jumping on the beds. And I love the choreography in it. Um, but it was also fun to do, um, what's it called, Just a Pack? Because that one, we had a bunch of dancers in that were professional dancers. I mean, we are professional dancers in our own right, but these people are just incredible dancers. And so it was a huge scene, and there were crane shots. And it was fun because that one was just so big in the scale of things. Yeah. So they were all fun in their own right. Well, Just a Peck is my favorite musical number, and it's my favorite song. I actually like have it on my iPod, and I listen to it nonstop because it's like, I, in my opinion, it's like the most catchy song, and it like is so fun and upbeat. So, Drew, one more quick question before we take sure. a break. Tell us where you can find I Kissed a Vampire. All right. Uh, you can find it all over the place, actually. Um, it's video on demand. I believe 
Netflix. Um, you can you can buy it or rent it on iTunes now. The movie, and uh, I just heard at the end of this month, it's going to be available in red boxes all around the country. So if you go down to your neighborhood Walmart or CVS and want to pick it up for what is it, nine nine cents or something? I think so, a buck or two. Pretty good deal. Definitely, uh, it's a great couch popcorn movie or dance around the living room, you know, movie. Sing along. So I hope everybody checks it out. All the all the info on that of exactly where you can get it. Um, is on ikistavampire.com, or you can actually order it right on the website too. And they also have a lot of different uh, contests and cool things that they just put out where you can win T-shirts and win soundtracks and probably win the movie itself as well. So <laughs> check it out. Well, everyone, like Drew said, be sure to check out I Kissed a Vampire because it's super fun and it's super awesome. And Drew and Amy, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. having you. Thank you for having us. It was great talking to you. Yeah. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devani from Kids First Coming Attraction. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids vs. Coming Attractions. I am your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new animated film, Ice Age, Continental Drift, and we have with us Cheyenne. How are you doing, Cheyenne? I'm great. Thanks for asking. And we have also with us the adorable Morgan. How are you, Morgan? Good, and how are you? I'm awesome. All right, so Cheyenne, why don't you tell us a little bit about Ice Age Continental Drift? Well, it's a really cute and switch emotions movie. Well, there, Manny, played by Ray Romano, is an overprotected dad. And he wants to protect his daughter, Peaches. And he still thinks that, oh, Peaches is still my little girl. But she's actually like a teenager, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Well, Peaches tries to go to, like, you know how there's, like, these cool cubs and stuff? Yeah. And you have, like, crushes? Well, yeah, that's where she's sneaking to, and her dad doesn't like it. And so when her dad found her going up and sneaking out, he embarrassed, uh, like, they were arguing in front of her friends. And so that what embarrassed Peaches, and so she really got mad at him. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they get into, like, a fight. And then what I love about this film is it it picks up with, like, all of our old friends, like Manny and Sid and, and everybody else and Ellie and Peaches. But um, it also brings in a bunch of new characters. And, you know, the whole story of this film is, of course, there's some father-daughter conflict going on between Peaches and Manny. And Manny was, like, my all-time favorite character. So it was cool to see him in the story a little bit more. And there's some father-daughter conflict happening with them. And then um, the Earth's crust start to shift, and they get separated. And so the whole film's about Manny's journey to come back to his family and save the day and, you know, save everyone. And I thought this film was absolutely adorable. So, Morgan, what did you think about this film? My favorite... This film is, like, amazing. And it goes on, like, adventure, and it takes you with it. And it's, like, in 3D, and it's, like, oh, my goodness. And it's, like, taking you on this, and there's, like, crazy stuff, and it's a roller coaster of a ride. Mm-hmm. And the pirates I, were amazing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. This movie was, like, a roller coaster of a ride. And I did like the pirates. There was, like, this whole band of sea pirates, and there was a whole bunch of, like, these animals, and it was so funny. And one of the animals was sort of, like, this saber-toothed tiger, um, and she was played by Jennifer Lopez, and she did a fantastic job. And um, that the new tiger and, um, you know, the other characters, they sort of battle with each other, but then she sort of realizes that they're the good people, and they get together, and there's this whole big, you know, turn of events, and it's a very fantastic movie. And personally, I am a huge fan of all of the other Ice Age films. Like, I love them. I've watched them since they came out in theaters, um, way back when, I guess. And um, I love the animation. And in this film, I felt like the animation was especially beautiful, very well done. So, Cheyenne, what did you think about the animation in this film? The animation was amazing and beautiful, especially at the ending. Oh, you just have to watch it. But... Mm-hmm. And, Morgan, what did you think about the animation in this film? The animation was cute. Mm-hmm. It was Funny. very cute. So, Morgan, like do you think you have? Mm-hmm. Do you think you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this film? My favorite character was Shara. 
and she was like amazing, played mm-hmm. by Jennifer Lopez. Mhm. And why did you like Shira? Because she was a white saber tooth tiger, and because saber tooth tigers are really hard to find. <laughs> and she's tough. She's really tough, and she's the first mate. And she's the only girl in the pirate ship, and she's special because of that. Mm-hmm. And most of she... the time, you hardly get to see her. Mm-hmm. But um, I love her voice. Yes, Jennifer Lopez did a fantastic job as the voice of Shira, and you're right, Shira is a very, very strong female character. So, Cheyenne, what do you think your favorite scene or character in this film would be? My favorite character, oh, there's a character called Grammy. She, Granny. She's new, but I just love her. She's just hilarious. When, like, I love the part when like she has all this food and she's putting it in the ocean and she's calling her like imaginary pet, Precious! <laughs> it was so funny. I love her. She's so unpredictable. You just don't know what she's going to do next. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the new films, Ice Age, Continental Drift, The Amazing Spider-Man, and Big Fat Liar. And right now we're talking about Ice Age, Continental Drift, which is the new add-on to the Ice Age series. It's an awesome movie. And Morgan and Cheyenne were just telling me about their favorite characters and their favorite scenes. And I think probably my favorite scene would be the very, very end of the movie um, when everybody's little non-talking character, Scrat, He's, like, one of my favorite characters, and he's always just, like, in the background causing trouble. And so Scrat finds Scratlantis, and that is such a hilarious scene, and it's, it's so funny. Like, of course, of course, Scrat finds Scratlantis, and of course he messes it up. But I don't want to give too much away, because that is, like, my favorite scene, and you'll just have to watch it for yourself. And, gosh, I think probably my favorite character, I have to agree with you, Cheyenne, is um, Granny, because... She was so funny. And then I also really like Sid because Sid has always been like such a funny, quirky character. And so it was cool to see him and a relative in this film. So Morgan, what did you think about the soundtrack and the background music of this film? Well, the music and the soundtrack, well, the soundtrack was like really clear and it didn't like have any screw ups. But the music was, like, amazing and perfect. Like, you would love it. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was a scary scene, it would have scary music. When it was a happy scene, it would have happy music. Mm-hmm. And the pirates' music was pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. they sang. Yes, they sang. It was so fantastic. What was cool about this film is, like, all of the voiceovers and all of, you know, the cast and crew, they were all, you know, very famous directors recognizable people and I was you know looking through um, the list of characters and even you know small background characters that didn't really have like a big part in the film they were played by A-listers which was super cool to see like everybody just wanted to be a part of this production because Ice Age is so fantastic as you can probably tell by how enthusiastic we all are. So Cheyenne what did you think about the soundtrack of this film? I thought the soundtrack it's great. When it's a happy scene, they play happy music. It just fits perfectly with every single scene. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm a huge Ice Age fan, and all of the Ice Age movies sort of have like the same sound and that same sort of sound where like if you watch the Ice Age movies a bunch and you hear that music, you're like, oh, that's definitely Ice Age music. And it was cool because that was definitely upheld in this film. 
and you're like, oh yeah, that's like the music that plays in like all of the Ice Age films. And so it was so cool because the music did fit perfectly. And like I said, I thought like, you know, all of the past Ice Age have been fantastic, like the overall production, but I feel like this film had to be like the best Ice Age so far. So, Morgan, what do you think about this film and its overall production? Scrat is, like, my favorite little character. Another, he's my favorite character, and he's, like, so cute and adorable. Mm-hmm. And he's in, like, every single movie, and everywhere you follow Ice Age, he's always in it. And it's, like, he's just a cute little squirrel, but sometimes he makes a little bit too much of a mess. Yes, he is definitely a mess maker because he's always just following his acorns and he just, all he wants is his acorns and his nuts and everything and he just causes so much trouble because of that and I think it's so funny. So, Cheyenne, why don't you tell us what age group you would recommend this film for? I would give this 4 to 18 because I thought teenagers would like it and I have an older brother and some of his friends are 18 too. So, I'm guessing they might see Ice Age. I think all ages would absolutely love this film. I watched this film with my little brother who's eight, and he absolutely adored this film because, you know, me and him, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Ice Age, and so is he. He loved the movie, and my parents have not yet seen the new Ice Age, but they've seen all of the old ones, and they absolutely loved them as well, so I'm sure all ages will love this film. So, Morgan, why don't you tell me how many stars you would give Ice Age Continental Drift on a scale of one to five? I would give it five twinkling stars. Out of all of them, I would give it five. Mm -hmm. I think I would have to give it five twinkling stars as well because it was such a fantastic film. And I'm hoping that there's going to be another Ice Age. I mean, I know there's already been, like, so many, but Ice Age is awesome. And I don't think the fans of Ice Age can really get enough. So Cheyenne, one last question before we go to break. Do you think there were any messages or morals that this film put out to audiences? The message is that family is really important. Like if you want to have a fight, don't really have like a really serious fight because maybe that's the last thing you might say to your mom or dad or both. And you can't pick who could be in your family because she's like, well, maybe I never want well, I don't want to like I don't want you to be my dad. Well, like, seriously? Yeah. It's like you can't really pick who your dad and your mom is. Very well put, Cheyenne. Cheyenne and Morgan, thank you so much for being with me and telling our audience all about Ice Age Continental Drift. And I hope all of you guys go out and check it out in theaters with your friends, family, next-door neighbors, everybody, because it is so fantastic, and I believe that it'll be everybody's favorite Ice Age. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. 
public voting determines the 20 finalists and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss one of my childhood favorites, Big Fat Liar. And we have with us Cheyenne. So how are you doing today, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How about you? I'm doing well. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, there's this guy named Jason Shepard. He's 14, and he has this sidekick. Well, actually, Jason Shepard is played by Frankie Muniz, and his sidekick, Kaylee, is played by Amanda Bynes. And, well, Jason, he is known to lie his way out of anything. He tricked his teacher, and and um, so, so he could, like, get through the English paper, and, and his teacher's like, oh, take your time, because she lied to him. I mean, because he lied to him, um, her. And... And her, um, he tricked um, his teacher, and he said, oh, I didn't do the English paper, and it was half of his grade. And he said, oh, I didn't do the English paper. My dad isn't was in the emergency room because he got choked on a meatball. And I'm like, um, no. Because it, it sounds so unbelievable. Like, it doesn't, sound, it doesn't sound like I could believe it. It was pretty funny. And then... Um, she, um, he made him, he made her call his phone number 
and and, and tell him, oh yes, my son Jason, and and then it's funny, so funny. You just have to watch it. Yes, I love this film. I think it's an absolute classic. I think all ages can enjoy it um, because I used to watch it all the time when I was younger and my parents would watch it with me and we all got to laugh. Um, and I think something that's really cool about this film is that it's so funny. And, um, you know, Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes did a fantastic job. And I think probably Jason Shepard would be my favorite character. But I also really like Marty Wolf because the two of them sort of battle back and forth with each other and they're trying to like outsmart each other and out trick each other and my all-time favorite part of this film that I will never forget is when um Jason uh dyes Marty Wolf's pool water and he turns blue and he's like dyed blue with like this blue dye and then um he gets orange hair dye put in his shampoo and so he's like completely blue like 100% dark dark blue and he has orange hair and that scene just like replays in my head all the time because it's so hilarious so what do you think your favorite scene of this film would be my favorite scene has to be Jace, um, when Jason tricks Marty um, because he ha- Marty has this little monkey that he always talks to and stuff is the stuffed animal and it's really mm-hmm. funny. I think he kept it for his childhood. And then Jason has the monkey, so they're fighting over it. And then so when um so when Marty has um so when Marty has the monkey, he's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, sure, I'll tell everybody about I stole your English paper idea. And then he's like and then he like yells on top of the whole building and he says, Yeah. I stole Jason Shepard's English paper idea, and then and then there was um um director, um Marty's the producer, the director um he's like saying oh we should have twelve cameras on each side and each corner, and then so when the director pops up and he outsmarts Marty and says, what I told you Marty, twelve cameras. Uh-huh. Each corner. It's so funny. And then mm-hmm. so, like, Jason has revenge because Marty yells at everybody, everything. Ugh, and they really got him back. Absolutely, yeah. Marty is just so mean to all of his employees. And, you know, the final trick that gets played on him is all of his employees sort of work together to just make his life very, very difficult. And it's so funny. So, what do you think about the acting in this film? The acting was good, but I thought Marty, like, over-yelled. Like, he he yelled too loud, like, you know. Mm-hmm. He was a very loud character, but I think it did bring, you know, an energy to the film. And I, I absolutely love Amanda Bynes and Frankie Muniz. They were, when I was little, I used to always watch, like, the Amanda show, um, which was, like, a very popular show when I was younger. And so it was cool to, like, see her in this film because when I was younger, she was, like, one of my favorite actresses. And when I was little, I absolutely loved um, Frankie Muniz. So I think they did a fantastic job in this movie. You're listening to Voice America Kids. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Big Fat Liar, and we have with us Cheyenne, and we're talking all about this film. And we were just talking about what we thought about the acting, and we both agree that it was very fantastic. 
So Cheyenne, what do you think about the soundtrack of this film? I thought the soundtrack was good because when Jason was um, planning the revenge stuff with all the employees, uh, they had like this like spy music and stuff. It was pretty good. I loved it. Yeah, I really like this movie and the soundtrack because I agree with you. It does sound very spyish um, because, you know, Jason's just plotting and plotting and planning all of these different ways to like get at at um, Marty. And so he is sort of like a spy in his own right. And I think that was very fantastic that the soundtrack matched as well. So what age group would you recommend this film for? I would give this um, six and up because um, there's some harsh words. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think six and up is a very good age. I think I watched this show a lot when I was like six and seven. So, I mean, this movie a lot when I was six and seven. So I think I think that's probably a good age range. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is like another one of my favorite parts of this film. I absolutely love this film, so I have like way too many favorite parts. But I think a very memorable part of this film is when um, Kaylee and Jason, they go in that like abandoned costume shop and they just spend like the entire night dressing up. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Especially so, when they like dress up as stuff and, and I saw them like sleeping and then Jason, he puts in a quarter and he's like, oh, this thing is so rigged up. I put it in the quarter and then I call like all these sodas and he's all hyper and jumping all up and down stuff. Yeah, because he drank like two dozen sodas. It was so funny. I, I just yeah. think that whole like scene is very memorable. So what do you think um, the, of the overall production of this film? I thought it was pretty good. And they didn't show that much of the house, uh, but they showed more of like LA and like the cool thing about it of watching it is that while you're watching that movie, you're seeing like the Universal Studios backstage and while they're setting the, while they're um, um, shooting a movie. So it's pretty cool. Like you're watching two movies at once. Yes, that's very cool. It's definitely a bonus that it was like at the Universal Studios because they're driving like in golf carts through the sets. And so it yeah. was really cool to see like all of the production um, people, you know, setting up for the movies and the shots and everything. So that was really cool. So what did you think um, the overall production? I mean, sorry, what do you think um, morals and messages in this film is? The message is don't lie, and then if you lie again about the same lie, it just gets just bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's what's going to happen. Like Jason, he puts one lie on the top and another and another. It's like a pancake. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. He just piles and piles on the lies, and then finally, since he's just piling on the so much he he forgets like one line he forgets another line he mixes his lies up and it just gets very very complicated so I agree with you I think the message is definitely do not lie because it'll just get you in a whole world of trouble so how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five I would give this movie four stars because it wasn't really like exciting like I want to get off my seat and like, oh, wait, whoa. Like, I, it, it wasn't like that much excitement. Mm -hmm. I think I would give the film five stars. 
um, because I thought, you know, like I said, I used to watch this film all the time when I was younger, so it does bring back some awesome childhood memories, and I think everyone can watch this film and enjoy it and get entertainment, whether you're watching it by yourself or with some friends or with your whole family for family movie night. So, you know, I think I would give it five stars because I think it's a pretty well-rounded film. So one quick question before we end. Do you think you could relate to this story at all? Um, yes and no. Sometimes I pile lies, but then I say the truth, so it's like, woo! <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Cheyenne, thank you so much for being with us and telling us all about Big Fat Liar, so be sure to thank check so it out because... Yeah, be sure to check out Big Fat Liar because it is a fantastic movie. And I think it can be one of your favorite films, just like it was for me. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. 
You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back coming attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new film, The Amazing Spider-Man, and we have with us Juliana. So how are you doing today? I'm good. How about you? I'm awesome. So last week on the show, we talked with Daniel Menegas a little bit about this film, but we talked mostly about the red carpet um, for the event for this film that he attended. So now we'll definitely delve into the whole Spider-Man because I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man. So Juliana, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Okay. So Spider-Man is about Peter Parker and his parents are like gone and he doesn't know where they are. So he then lives with his aunt and uncle. And then when his like uncle dies he just, like, wants to avenge his uncle's death. So when he finds out he has these superpowers, like the spider bite that he got at, like, Oscorp or whatever. So he finds out he has these powers, and he goes looking for the person that shot his uncle to avenge his uncle's death. But he ends up saving everyone in the city. Mm-hmm. I love this film. I think it definitely lived up to its title, The Amazing Spider-Man, because it was amazing. And I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect when I went and saw this movie because I was expecting it to be like an add-on to the previous, I mean, like the most recent Spider-Man franchise with um, Tobey Maguire. But it was like a completely different thing. Like it started at the beginning of Spider-Man's journeys and, you know, um, Peter Parker was just like a teenager. He got bit, he transformed. So it was sort of like, the whole series started over again, but there were definitely some twists. And some noticeable twists was that, um, obviously, completely new cast, but Peter Parker's uncle dies, um, and that's the same in, like, the past film, but he dies sort of in a different way. He doesn't get, like, his car robbed or anything. And then instead of Peter Parker falling in love with MJ, who's, like, his typical love interest, he falls in love with Gwen Stacy, played by Emma Stone. And something that was cool is in, like, the um, previous Spider-Man series, Gwen Stacy was in the film, and she was, like, Peter Parker's classmate, but, like, he wasn't in love with her. And so in this film, she was, like, the main heroine of this film. She was cool. And then also something else that I think is kind of cool is that um, Peter Parker didn't fight the Green Goblin, but he fought like this other lizard character. And something that's interesting about that is because the like the lizard character, the doctor, he worked at Oscorp and Oscorp was run by Norman Osborn and Norman Osborn was the one who was the Green Goblin. So it was cool because like it's a new story, but the old story is mixed in. So, Juliana, what did you think about the um, cinematography in this film and the CGI and the special effects? I thought it was really good. Um, What I liked about the CGI was how they actually made him look like a giant lizard. And then they added, like, these lizards, like, coming into, like, the sewer with him. Mm -hmm. It was cool. It was really cool how they made him look real and, like, huge. The CGI was absolutely amazing in this film. Like, it's so amazing what our technology can do nowadays because there was, like, 
um, two major scenes that were all CGI. And I honestly, it was like the top of Oscorp that was all CGI when there was like the battle. And then like a whole um, section of the city was like completely CGI. And I thought that was so cool because like if someone wouldn't have told me that it was CGI, I would have had no idea. <laughs> so what did you think of the acting in this film? I thought it was good. What I liked about the acting was that when Peter Parker, the guy was like really funny how he was like, oh, my weakness, you found it, small knives. I just Mm -hmm. thought that was really funny. Absolutely. Yes, I am a huge fan of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, who were the main characters in this film. Um, And I thought both of them did a fantastic job. I think Andrew Garfield was so funny because he's like, he has such a wide range because he can be really serious. Like he was in the social network and he was really serious in that. And then in this film, he was serious and he was really funny. Um, I think my favorite scene with uh, Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield in it was when he was like turning into Spider-Man and do you remember like he came downstairs and his aunt and uncle were like what's wrong with you and he was like nothing I'm just really hungry and he got like an armful of food I thought that was so funny yeah you're listening to Voice America Kids Network I'm your host Raven Devaney and today we are reviewing the new film The Amazing Spider-Man and Big Fat Liar and right now we are talking with Juliana about The Amazing Spider-Man and we were just talking about Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone who are the leads in this film and Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are dating in real life and you could definitely see their chemistry in the movie because they played love interests in the film and you could definitely see that they worked really well together. So Juliana do you think you have a favorite character in this film? Well obviously my favorite character was Peter Parker Spider-Man because he's just awesome. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree with you. I think Peter Parker is my favorite character because obviously he's the main character and he's so fearless and so brave. And honestly, I think Andrew Garfield is so cute. So it was cool to see him, um, a fantastic, talented, cute actor, as the main character. So what do you think about the emotion in this film? It's definitely a comedy, but it's also very serious. So what do you think about it? Well, there were some scenes that were, like, kind of sad with, like, family members dying. And I thought that was, like, really sad. Mm -hmm. And I felt bad for the people that was happening to. But they did a great job, like, acting it. Like, you would actually believe that that person had really died in real life. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wow, that's sad. And word is that there is going to be a sequel to this film because this film is actually a remake to The Ultimate Spider-Man, which was like a different Spider-Man series that came out in like 2000, I believe. And so I'm like so excited for the sequel to come out and like I don't even know when it's coming out. I think it was just like such a fantastic movie. But something to note that's a little bit different um, about like the target audiences is I feel like in the previous Spider-Man films, I feel like... The main audience was teens and adults because I know I personally loved it. And then my dad would like watch it by himself when like he wasn't with us. And when I was watching this film, um, I feel like the target audience was just teens. Like my dad still enjoyed it, but um, a lot of the other adults in the theater with me that saw it were like, this was a total teen movie. Like this wasn't for adults. There was so much more 
of the teen appeal and like teen aspect in this film. So I think it it is more of like a teen targeted movie. So uh, what do you think the audience in this film should be? Um, I think it's like 10 to like people that are older. Because, like, the little kids will be a little freaked out that there's a giant lizard roaming a city. And, yeah, they'll be, like, really afraid. And they might get nightmares about giant lizards. Yeah. Attacking their city. It is, like city. I said, definitely a teen movie. And I think, you know, um, adults, adults could see it. But I do think teens would enjoy it more. So, Juliana, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? Oh, I would give it more if I could, but if a scale from one to five, definitely five. I agree with you. And if I could give it more, I would give it, like, a thousand. I am so in love with this movie. After I saw it, like, after I got out of the theater, I was like, Dad, can we go see it again? My dad was like, no, (laughs) we are not seeing it, like, the next day. So, what is your like favorite part of this film um not a favorite scene but like a favorite aspect of this film whether it's acting or the music or um you know the cinematography what's your like favorite aspect of this film I like the acting I think they did a really good job of that Mm -hmm, absolutely um you know there's definitely some like crying scenes and some intense situations and it was so believable so fantastic so, Juliana, do you think there's any messages that this film puts out to audiences? Well, I think that there should be a message that violence is not the answer. <laughs> and you should just, like, talk it out with people instead of, like, trying to kill everyone. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. And can you tell us one more thing that you really, really like about this film before we go to break? Oh, that's tough. I loved it all. It's, like, such a great movie. I know it's so hard to pick awesome. a favorite part. Um, I think probably the end of the film was cool because yeah. the end of the film was like a cliffhanger. So it totally was like, yeah, we're going to do a sequel. Um, and it was just so obvious that it was like a total cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, Juliana, thank you so much for being with us and telling us all about the new film, The Amazing Spider-Man. So I think everyone should go check it out. Even though it is, you know, a teen movie, I still think everyone could definitely get a kick out of it and be very entertained. So be sure to check out The Amazing Spider-Man in a theater near you. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.